This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. <laughs> what was that noise? Lil Wayne, right? Yes. Do it again? Yeah, yeah. I was just making sure do, it wasn't Jay-Z. Do the noise again? What? what? Do that noise you did again? I didn't say anything. I thought you made a noise coming in. No, that was oh. the song. No, I thought it was you. I feel like we have to check the tape, Yeah, right? we need to check the tape. Do we have one of those red replay flags where we can check the tape? <laughs> challenge. I did not. <laughs> challenge that. I would, but I happen to not. Trust me, I wouldn't be embarrassed to admit it if I made a noise. <laughs> if I did, it was unknowingly. I promise you that. Mm. It is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. All right, in uh, 15 minutes. Wait. What? Wait. I think huh? we have a noise. Okay. Oh, I knew it. Here's what it sounded like. <laughs> There's a noise. I have There's no recollection of making There's that noise. I knew I heard it. Very, very, very strange. Very strange sound. That's why I said, well, you exactly. know what? If we're going to walk down this path, I'd like to do something then. So I was listening on the way in this morning to Sports Center all night, as I always do with Jay Reynolds. Phenomenal show. And there was a take that CeCe had from yesterday about something where Smalls had a noise in the tape. Oh, I'm sure. We have to. What was the take yesterday? Oh, it was about. Zach, ironically, it was about Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. That there was a, a noise. <laughs> my your version of what I did happened in a CC cut about Zach Wilson <laughs> that I heard here on ESPN Radio on Sports Center all night with Jay Reynolds. Okay, let's hear it. So we're gonna have to find that. I didn't give anybody a heads up on that because I had no idea. I just can we play that noise I made again? <laughs> I don't think that was me. I don't understand that. At least not on the show, that wasn't me. Evan. Whoa, okay. All right. That, that took an interesting turn. Let's talk about the so Jets. About, so about sports. Aaron Rodgers is going to return, Man, guys. I'm so Aaron Rodgers yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, you ruined the bit now. Aaron Rodgers yesterday was trying, on uh, the Pat McAfee show we yesterday. Every, he is every Tuesday, noon until 3 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN um, a YouTube channel. And they were talking about when Rodgers could potentially come back. So a couple's two, a few's three. Yep. A Rushmore yeah. is four. That's I'm right. aware of this. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just saying. You Handful, know, it's gonna five, be five, it's gonna five, be a few. A pantheon. It's gonna be a few yeah, a few fortnights. It'll be a few fortnights. A few fortnights. Only Aaron Rodgers would invoke the word fortnight, which is famously known, spelled differently, for the video game, mm-hmm. right? And or spelled the same way, for Wimbledon and how long it lasts over the summer. So it is two weeks of Fortnite. Okay. Only Rodgers would use that. If a few is three and two and a Fortnite is two weeks, three times two equals six, I would have that as – thank you, University of Wisconsin, for that amazing education. It gave me three <laughs> times two. Great job by you. <laughs> We're looking at small six weeks until Rodgers is back. Is that what he's telling us by using the word Fortnite yesterday? Are we doing the Fortnite decoder? This is what we're doing yes. to try to break it down? Rodgers math, yes. Because he does do things like this, right? He loves to to toy with us through the media. He loves to give us little bits of information and then watch us dissect them all. So I I think he is trying to tell us I'm coming back in a matter of weeks. I don't know how I can still be exhausted by a guy that we haven't seen on the football field since week one. Because we've seen him. We just haven't seen him play football. Oh, that's a great point. He's always around. No, that's why. Because we've seen him on the football you know, field. That, that's, and because I, here's, if I could psychoanalyze this for you for a second, as a guy who played 11 years at an extremely high level in the NFL and won a Super Bowl, I feel like deep down there's got to be a part of you that says, wait a minute, these other professionals need this guy who's not going to play to come back and they're only going to play well when he's around, that they can't be self-motivated that way? No, I understand that part of it. That, I don't. That, that makes sense to me. Well, they've, they've been told all offseason long that we're a quarterback away and we finally got the quarterback, and this is the dude. 
So what happens when the dude goes away because of an injury? I understand, but things I didn't fall apart. He's things the fall apart. We're not good enough. We all of a sudden go back to what we were last year. The difference between what we were last year and what we were supposed to be this year was supposed to be eight. And so the fact that he wasn't around because of the injury, things got a little dicey. When he came back around, the team played better. The quarterback played better. But now that that's starting to wear off a little bit, right. you're actually starting to see we have no margin for error because our quarterback, Zach Wilson, doesn't give us a chance to compete. Our quarterback, Zach Wilson, can't give us competent quarterback play. And it's hard to win week, win, week out in this league if your quarterback can't make the requisite plays in the passing game. Mm-hmm. like th- there, there are layup throws that Zach Wilson is supposed to make. Hell, Troy Aikman pointed about on the broadcast on Monday Night Football. And on top of that, he decides he's going to hold the football longer than you should as a quarterback in the NFL. So this is disastrous. Aaron Rodgers can talk about coming back in a few fortnights, but listen, the Jets season's going to be over if they keep marching out Zach Wilson as their quarterback. Yeah, he's their blankie. He's like, you can't go to sleep at night if you're a little kid without the blankie, and that's what they they need him to actually perform better, and obviously the quarterback position has been a huge topic of conversation. You mentioned they needed eight. Well, it's two that they have in Zach Wilson, and yesterday, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, was on the Michael K. Show 98.7 in New York on ESPN. Of course, we're on the sister station 1050 AM in New York, and uh, this was an interesting Q&A as Kay asked an extremely fair question that Salah was basically stumped. Let's take a listen. You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions, but, and I know, and I know from a passionate fan, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly, you know, but it's, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and just see where we are and, and look at the all 22 the best I can and, and make the decisions best as possible. So. You know what this is giving? <laughs> you know what this is giving, you guys? What is it? It's giving same old Jets. Yeah, it is. It's giving dysfunction. It's giving we don't have an answer for that dysfunction. For Robert Sala to say that's a fair question tells me that he also has thought about it. <laughs> and that he also doesn't have an answer for what's going on at the quarterback position. To say he has to think about it from a global perspective lets me know that this decision is beyond him. And it also tells me how much Aaron Rodgers still still matters. We saw it this offseason. We saw it throughout Hard Knocks when we uh-huh. actually got a glimpse behind the curtain. He was transformational for this organization. They had a lot of talent. Aaron Rodgers single-handedly came in and made them believe. He yep. established some modicum of a culture and an identity within this team. And I don't know what that says about the Jets outside of Aaron Rodgers that – we, we're seeing that erode now that he's not out there on the football field to some degree. But this was a glimpse into what we had known the Jets to be when he has to plead the fifth when asked about his backup quarterback situation. Well, it says about One, two, the Jets. Three, four, fifth. It says about the Jets what I've always said about the Jets, which I is when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. That's what it is. It's right? West Side Story. But That's what it is. Feel like the it's Jets the same pre- thing. Aaron Rodgers. This is where we've regressed when you're saying I plead the fifth when. Asked about Trevor Simeon. I mean, we're, we're talking about Trevor Simeon. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because we work and we speak for a living. I have the belief, and maybe I'm nuts on this, that mm. there's any question you could ask me and I have a, of a way of answering it. I'm sure you guys feel the same way about yourselves. Like, you ask a question, I'll figure out a way of answering it where I don't stop in my tracks and just say I plead the fifth. If you ask me something that I don't know, I'll just say I don't know. But in this specific case, 
He's prepped for that. Oh, Evan, he knows he's going to be asked about the quarterback well, well, situation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be fair to Rob Sala now. Like, he, he said he's answered the questions before around Zach Wilson yeah. versus alternative. Yeah, he did so it's not, it's not as, that, as if he hadn't talked about it or entertained the idea when people asked him the question. And I'll also give him credit for having a level of awareness with what the fan base is talking about. Like, I get it. Passionate fans are thinking about other options for quarterback because of how Zach played on Monday night. I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And so I will give him credit for at least communicating that in an interview with one of the local radio stations. I'll give him that credit. But the part that feels a little bit off to me is the fact that he stopped short of wanting to go and do a deep dive into it and saying I plead the fifth. It makes it feel as if the decision is beyond him. When he says that's a fair question – and then I plead the fifth, that lets me know that it's not a Rob Sala decision. Now, it could be a Joe Douglas decision. It could be a Woody Johnson decision. But it feels like it's beyond him. And that's the part where you have to wonder, how do they get the program back on track if the head coach can't make decisions about who he's going to play on his roster? Mm-hmm. So let's do it this way. Let's role play this a little bit. I'm going to ask you the question. You're going to be Robert Sala, and you're going to tell me exactly how you really feel as if the cameras and the, and the audio is not there. Doesn't matter. You're just going to tell me the truth. Yeah, I put Jesper Man in my beard before Monday Night Football. <laughs> that happened actually. Yeah, that, I actually did that. Oh, you so, did. Yeah. After I ran the stadium stairs, I made sure I had a fresh shave on my ball head, and then I put some Jesper Man in. Went a little too hard on it. With the, with the, with same. The by the way, yeah. same. Just not my beard. Yeah. Okay. So now yeah. here's that, the question. That happened. Here's the question. Confirmed. Coach, <laughs> have you thought about pulling Zach Wilson and putting in Trevor Simeon? Yeah. Every single time I see him take a snap. I've why have you? It. Why have you not done it? Because I don't have any better options. So he's the better of the, the two bad options. Yeah. Is there I mean, another quarterback? You've seen, that... you seen Trevor Simeon. He came in the league in 2015. There's a reason why he's a backup. Did you want Kirk Cousins earlier in the season? Mm, probably, but my quarterback Aaron Rodgers didn't want him around. Did you want to top the Vikings offer for Josh Dobbs? Uh, Zach Wilson's our quarterback. So what does this tell you? This tells you that he answered questions yesterday to Michael Kay in 98.7 in New York mm-hmm. that were not dishonest, but he couldn't tell the full truth. He yeah. didn't even try. He pled the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> right, he didn't right, even try right. to tell the truth. Exactly. He just said, I don't have an answer for you. I plead but the fifth. But there has to be a better way of doing that than he did it yesterday because it, it creates well, what's a topic the, of What's the better way? Okay, so the better way is Zach is our guy every single week for all, all 22 that are starting on offense and defense. We put the best possible people in position to succeed, and those are the people we believe, and every single week we evaluate it, and if we have any upgrades we're going to make, we're going to do it on a week-to-week basis. You say nothing. But, no, but, but here's the thing. You can't get away with saying nothing because we saw how bad Zach was last year. So much so that the locker room was wearing T-shirts of the backup quarterback on a road game. Like, we, we saw it. Yeah. And, and what Zach Wilson is doing this year ain't much different. So at what point do we have to say, enough? Like, we, we, listen, we don't want to see Zach Wilson out there. Let's just go with the possibility of somebody else because we, we, we'd rather deal with that than the known bad of Zach. So then big picture, not even just about the Jets. Let's just say in a, in a questionable quarterback decision as yeah. to who starts. Most of your experience in the end, in the NFL would indicate the coach makes the decision who starts a quarterback or the front office. The coach it. makes the decision. So in this case, you're saying that maybe it's not the coach and that the general manager is, or the coach still is. No, I, I'm I'm saying that this is probably a decision beyond the head coach, but it's not like we haven't seen this with the New York Jets in the past, and yeah. therein lies the rub. At what point do we actually turn the page in terms of how they operate? Because right now, the franchise 
is doing a disservice to the guys on the defensive side of the ball as good as they are. The franchise is doing a disservice to Brees Hall. The franchise is doing a disservice to Garrett Wilson. Like I, 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 I hate that these young, talented players are caught in this position where they don't have a better option as quarterback because the New York Jets really, really are a good football team. You know what? I just thought of this. You always use the term sports lie. Yeah. He couldn't even muster up a sports no. lie. You can't, but you know what? <laughs> he had to play the Because he can't lie to the guys in the locker room. They see it. They know. But but he even can't, He can't lie to them. To, to the Michael K crew, he couldn't even muster up a sports lie. You can't lie to them because they've already seen it. We've seen three <laughs> years of it. We've seen three years of bad Zach Wilson. Let's just go with a different option. Let's see what's behind door number two. Oh, no, he wears number two. Let's see what's behind door number three. Let, let's go with the third string quarterback, whoever that you is. Know, I, in normal circumstances, Tim I would Boyle, say, come on down. In normal circumstances, <laughs> I would say that Zach Wilson cannot be on the team next year. But if Aaron Rodgers is, I think Zach Wilson will be too. I think Why? Because I think Aaron Rodgers Why? wants but, him there. But, but, I don't care if Aaron Rodgers. Well, wants I agree with you, I but care. I think that's we, they gotta, need to make that we've decision. We've got enough then. emotional support players for Aaron Rodgers. We got Randall Cobb. We got Alan Lazard. We got Nathaniel Hackett. How many emotional support people do we need for Rodgers? I. We, Zach Wilson I, I don't agree. need to be one of them. I don't think he's an emotional a fortnight's worth, person. I guess a fortnight. Zach? Yeah, I think. I no, think, he wants to be. Rogers wants to be like the big brother to him, and it's yeah. well. Guess well, what? Well, he can be a big brother yeah. to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's Ryan, a big brother he's, to the he's entire team. He's an emotional team. support person for the moms out there. Oh, Zach. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. It is John Smoltz joining us here. John, we've had a hell of a run so far with ESPN Foam Tag. It started with Mike Greenberg, where he picks our next guest. He picked Joe Buck. Joe Buck picked you. Who is the next guest that we should book on our brand new show? He's one of my favorites, and I think he's a must just because now he's transitioning into another sport. we got to get John Shambi on the air. Boom! I like it! Yeah! Let's get Boom! It is Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Yes, you heard that. ESPN phone tag. It's our game we do here on our show. 
Mike Greenberg was the first guest we had. We have a guest on from ESPN. They picked the next guest. Greeny picked Joe Buck. Joe Buck said, I can do whatever I want. I'm going to go out of the ESPN family, and I'm going to pick John Smoltz. John Smoltz came back into the ESPN family, and he picked John Bookshambi, who's joining us now. Of course, the voice of the World Series on ESPN Radio. He does college basketball. He does Cubs play-by-play as well, and Boog joins us now. Boog, you have the battle for Atlantis, I believe, coming up. What do you do wardrobe-wise with that? Are you are you packing, like, the floral shirts for this? What does Boog do when he goes and does these holiday tournaments around these college basketball tournaments in the Bahamas? Um, first, I pack my shirt that says I went to Atlantis and all I got was this stupid shirt. Uh, <laughs> I have that that one. Um, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go short sleeves and then I, I'm working hard on trying to get them to allow us to do the ESPN tank tops. Um, <laughs> but as of right now, that, that has not been approved. So, um, I mean, that's really my main thing though, is figuring out bathing suits to bring and, uh, what, what the wardrobe is going to be. Yeah, it has to be. It's very big. All right, let's let's get to the sports part of this. Obviously, as a Cubs play-by-play guy, you've been around the team. Boog, what's more surprising, that David Ross is not the manager or that Craig Council is the manager? Ooh, uh, I guess Craig Council is the manager. I mean, it's surprising all the way around. It, 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 it was stunning. There, there, is, there is not a person on the earth that – a week ago thought this was happening. Like it just, they, they, they moved really fast on it, but it, it was not on the table and it came together really quickly. And I mean, look, in hindsight, it makes sense in terms of what Craig council wanted, but I just, I don't know that everybody thought that it was, uh, I don't think people thought that it was within the realm of possibility. I don't think that when the Cubs season ended, as much as it was a roller coaster and disappointing with how it finished, um, I don't think that the people were left with the thought that, you know, one of our problems is um, the manager. But, you know, they, they actively went and got a guy that they, you know, clearly with the way they paid him and what they did, I think this was more about – we feel like we're getting, you know, the best of the best, you know, right. The top two or three guys that are available. Um, and so they did it. Boog, one of the issues or through lines that we've seen in baseball through the past, you know, several years, decades even has been uh, kind of the manager being an extension of the front office. We've seen analytics certainly play into that a lot, but over the past few seasons, we've had Dusty Baker win. we've seen Bruce Bochy come back and lead a team to a championship. The Cubs are certainly saying, we believe that Craig council is an important part of the equation. So we're going to pay to have an important manager in that position. Are we seeing that trend change a little bit in baseball where maybe we'll see more organizations let managers, manage more than we might have seen in the past so the, look the one thing that i would tell you and i and you're not alone in thinking this but i do think that the storyline gets overstated like as super dorky baseball guy i will state this as like this is just my opinion but having done the background research people would be surprised at how much more control managers have on lineups than the media thinks they do. Like, so I, I like I'd asked 
teams. Like, I'm not going to go over the teams that I found out. But you'd be surprised. There are certain spaces where you're like, oh, well, you think this guy doesn't control the lineup, and he does. Mm. So I do. I, I understand your point, and I still think that as a topic it's relevant. Um, yes, they want someone that thinks the way they do and understands, but they also – I think that the issue becomes this. <clears throat> they want – I think that even the most savvy analytical front offices understand that managing culture is important and managing people is the huge part of that job. And it is not easy. Um, I think it's the main part of that job. The fantasy is to find a guy that is really great at managing culture and managing people and understands baseball 2023 in terms of leverage tactics matchups and can execute it in real time i don't by the way in my opinion know that it you know that you could sit there and do the computer thing i don't know that you can execute it always flawlessly in real time because i don't know that as these matchups happen in real time you can necessarily always have that reliever ready um etc so i i think uh I know it's a long-winded answer, but I, I, I think that they feel like with Craig Council, he's a guy that, that sort of checks all the boxes. Um, look, Bruce Bochy's going to the Hall of Fame. Dusty Baker's going to the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, you know, those guys are some of the best that have ever done it. Terry Francona is just retired. He's going to the Hall of Fame. So, you know, they're, they're special guys. I also think it gets blurred because of the way the postseason format is set up. You know, like the, the Arizona Diamondbacks had an amazing year. They made it all the way to the World Series. They won one more game than the Cubs won this year. You know Bo- what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Boog, speaking so, of yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was saying you brought up analytics, so of course I got to talk about my New York Yankees <laughs> and Hal Steinbrenner oh and Brian Cashman in separate interviews this week staunchly defended their process and talking about their analytics department relative to other teams around the American League, around baseball in general. And, and I guess my question to you is this, because as a Yankees fan, I hate it, but my question to you is this. How do people in baseball perceive the Yankees' operation and how this team goes about their business? Because – we are talking about them having a 15-season drop from the World Series. Yeah, I think um, I think it's hard. I, look, I, I would still say, you know, the Dodgers are a pretty good example of year in and year out, even with their injuries, being able to sustain, you know, a level of success that's, unbelievable and I, I feel like as an organization there you know Stay. people may not they're, they're kind of the benchmark um, I just you know for the Yankees um, look it's frustrating if you're a Yankee fan you're expecting you're expecting them to get into the playoffs every year and and win um, I do think that for where their payroll is and what you know they're I mean, they they got a lot of smart people there that they probably should be closer to the Dodgers in terms of the in terms of 
getting to the place where you're consistently saying, okay, we're going to be in the playoffs. Do we have a the caliber team that we think should be a favorite to win the World Series? So um, I understand the frustration on on you know the way people <clears throat> look at what's taking place with the Yanks. I mean, I think the Yankees understand the frustration. You know what I mean? That at this point that they haven't won again and that they're not as consistent as, uh, you know, as an L.A. team who's got their own thing because they've only won once over the course of that stretch. John Bouchambi, of course, ESPN play-by-play, voice of the World Series, postseason ESPN baseball, college basketball. He's going to be on the call in an ESPN tank top uh, for Battle of Atlantis <laughs> during Thanksgiving week, the voice of the Cubs. He was picked to join us, and we appreciate it, by John Smoltz, which means – Boo gets to pick our next ESPN-employed guest. Any walk of ESPN, any sport, any context, whatever you want, Boog. Who are we booking next? So, uh, first, I'd just like to thank the Academy, specifically John Smoltz, <laughs> for this nomination. Um, I go back a long way with John Smoltz. From I started as a broadcaster in 1997. I did the Braves for a few years. Uh, I love that guy. Um, so thank you for the nomination. Um, you mentioned the battle for Atlantis and because it is basketball and without his permission, the first basket in the battle of Atlantis that I do, I will say, bang, and I am nominating Mike Breen. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Mike Breen, the next guest. Everybody love you. Drive safe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Boog. We appreciate it. So next up. Mike Breen, ESPN Phone Tech. You know, there's a theme here. There's a play-by-play theme we have going on. Buck, Boog, now Breen. Love it. Love love it. it. I love it. This has been some heavyweight names, you guys. I'm telling you, right? right. Let's go. This is awesome. We have the voice of a Super Bowl, many Super Bowls and World Series in Buck, voice of the World Series in Boog, voice of the NBA Finals in Breen. That is who is up next. Coming up, respect it or check it. It's on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Respected or check it here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Smalls gives CC and I statements. 
We have to decide if we respect it or check it. What do you have, Smalls? First one, respect it or check it, boys. Bill Belichick is done in New England. Oh, respect it. He's done. It's a wrap. I mean, they missed the playoffs, what? This will be three out of the last four years. It's been five years since their last playoff win. It's trending in the wrong direction. No team has more losses in the AFC than the Patriots. Why on God's green earth would you think the Patriots are going to be better in the second half than they were in the first? Mac Jones has regressed uh, from his first year. It's clear that Bill has lost his touch. Now, you can blame the personnel, but, I mean, it's still Bill Belichick, the general manager, putting Bill Belichick, the coach, in a bad spot. Either way, you probably need to move on and get a fresh set of eyes to fix the problem in Foxborough. Check it. Bring them back. Greatest coach of all time. Won six Super Bowls with them. Bring them back. I'm shocked, Evan, that that was your yeah, answer. I'm sure. I didn't think you were going to check it. Respect it or check it. Will Levis will be the Titans starter next year. Respect it. I mean, listen, he's giving you two starts. And in one, you're talking about him throwing four touchdown passes, and the other, four days later, he had a chance to win at the end, and that's more than you can say for what the Titans quarterbacks have been able to combine for um, before he took over in week nine. So I just think this is a situation where, I mean, week eight, I think this is a situation right now where Will Levis, you have to see where this goes. You invested a high second-round pick in him. What else are you doing in Tennessee? What, what, like, what, like, I, to me, it just makes sense that he should be your guy until he proves that he's not. There's nothing that I've seen on the field that will make me think he shouldn't be the starter at the beginning of next year. I respect it. I like him so far. It's, it's a small sample size. I've seen enough to want to give him more of a chance, so I respect it. Um, on, as Victor Wembanyama makes his debut at MSG, respect it or check it, at Madison Square Garden is the biggest stage in all of sports. I, I will respect it, but I think the gap is closing more than maybe we're acknowledging. I think Madison Square Garden is certainly a stage. I think there are other stages where where the, the, the catch comes in is, does the team have to be good? The thing about Madison Square Garden, as CC has pointed out, is that if the team stink, Knicks and Rangers, it's still a stage. Like, I think a big USC game at the Coliseum is still a big moment and a big stage. And anytime any of the teams play, obviously, in the Rose Bowl, it feels like a big stage. I know that's more UCLA than USC. But I think in general, like, Notre Dame is still a big stage. Dallas is still a big stage. Crypto still feels like a big stage. SEC night games, Alabama, LSU, um, Georgia. But MSG's got so much versatility that if you're – a singer, if you're a comedian, if you're a wrestler, if you're an MMA star and you get to headline MSG, that is enormous. Because when we talk about stage, it's not just the one sport. It's the literal stage that goes across all these sports and entertainment figures that are interested in being there. Yeah, I'm going to respect it. I mean, it's the world's most famous arena. You don't even have to say the name and people know what it is. Yeah, and it's the biggest city in the world, one of the biggest stages in all the sports. I, I Yeah, I, I agree. It's the biggest stage in all the sports. Yeah, I think it's still Period, well. hard stop. Respect it for me as well. Respect it or check it. The 76ers are a real threat in the Eastern Conference. I'm going to respect it. I, I think they actually are. If you watch the way that Tyrese Maxey is playing and Joel Embiid and what he did the other night, I mean, it's just amazing the the the, the step forward that both of them seemingly are, uh, are are doing right now. So I just I, I like the Sixers, and here's the great thing. They're not as good as they're going to be because I anticipate them adding a player that can make a material difference in their prospects at the trade deadline because of the ammunition that they got from the James Harden trade. So I'm going to respect it. I think the Sixers are going to be right there with the Bucks and the Celtics in the East. Yeah, I'd check it. Um, I don't think that they are a real contender at this point. 
I think that I would pick definitively the two teams you mentioned in terms of the Celtics and the Bucks to beat them in a seven-game series. Miami's not currently better than them in a seven-game series. I'd pick Miami over them because that's when they're at their best. If we're going to play out the I think they could add more, well, yeah, obviously. The Sixers are poised to add more than any other team in the East because they can give up the most without impacting their rotation and their future. They have so many picks and they have so many expiring contracts where any of those other teams that we see on ESPNU, in order to get a player that they'd want, would have to impact their current rotation or their future rotation. 76ers are poised to be able to add this season. But no, I don't think they're a contender over the two top teams there. So this is our last one. Shout out to Nuno because this is a great one. And I wanted to give us enough time to debate this because there are a lot of candidates. But respect it or check it outside of or more than the Giants, the Jets, the Mets, the Knicks, the Yankees are the biggest dumpster fire in New York. Go ahead, CC. No, it's the Mets. Oh, the Mets so you're, you're checking it? No, I'm going to check it. The Mets are still a bigger dumpster fire than the Yankees. The Mets, the Mets are awful. They're awful. The Mets, are, the Mets are, more than the Giants? The, the, the Mets won 75 <laughs> games this year, and they spent $350 million in payroll. So bad. That's awful. It was so bad. They, they sold off Scherzer and Verlander before the midway. Like, they're terrible. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. Like, as a Yankees fan, we had a really bad season. We still finished over 500. Like, the Mets, the Mets won 75 games. They were terrible. Yeah, they're definitely not the biggest dumpster fire, Yankees nor Mets. Here's the thing about, and I would say it's still the, the Jets always seemingly are that, or the Knicks always seemingly are that. Here's the thing about New York. The Giants are entering the, the Giants. Yeah, the, the Giants, Giants have been bad. <laughs> I know they made the playoffs last year. The Giants have been bad for a way longer period of time than anyone acknowledges because of the nature of the histor- historical nature since, of the since franchise. Since Super Bowl 46. Yeah, since yes. your Super Bowl, really. Yeah. But here's the thing about New York. We all live in New York. The two of us, CeCe and I, are from New York. New York is an unbelievable sports town yeah. with terrible teams. Let's just be real about this. There are great sports towns all across America. Philly's a great sports town great. with great sports teams right now. The Eagles, the Phillies, even if we debate on the Sixers contenders, they're in the conversation. Boston is a great sports town with the last 20 or 25 years with great teams. New York is currently a great sports town with terrible teams. It's, I mean, Chicago is kind of in that conversation also. Great sports town, bad teams, right? I know that the Cubs fans are juiced up today because of Craig Council. White Sox had a down year last year. Bears haven't been good in forever. Mm-hmm. Bulls, as Brian Windhorst has said on the Hoop Collective on the ESPN app, they're in a rebuild. They just don't know it. <laughs> and the Blackhawks have been their best team for a while, right? I mean, there are, Cleveland's an awesome sports town, and the teams are actually pretty good right now. The Browns are pretty good. The Cavs are pretty good. Like, there's some, some Gardos have been pretty good. Yeah. We have to be real about the city we live in. Great sports town, terrible teams. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not great. It's not great. I mean, <laughs> the Knicks, uh, listen, it's not great. The Knicks are on the upswing. Yeah. All the hockey teams were in the playoffs last year. So, I mean, there are some positives that we can throw in there. But so, on, the, on the whole, when it comes to football, when it comes to baseball, not great. So you think the Mets are the biggest dumpster fire in New York? They're, 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 uh, no, they're not. Yeah, for what, for relative for what they invest, yes. Okay, well that's different. If they're not they're not getting the return on investment, I would agree with it's that. It's three hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, but they don't feel as much of a dumpster fire as some of these other franchises here do. But to CC's 
point, though, when we talk about the Cowboys always finding a way to mess it up, we look at a, an organization like the Bears, that it just doesn't feel like whoever they draft a quarterback, this, they're going to mess this, it up. The Mets mess it the up. The Mets were in the World uh, Series it, it, more recently than the Yankees but, but, were. But here's, but the, but here's the crazy thing, Smalls. Like we're Mets talking about across two different owners, though. The Wilpons and now Steve Cohen. It doesn't matter. It's like They're still bad. They're going to mess it up. They're still bad. Right? We had an owner that don't spend. We got an owner that spends more than anybody else. We're still going to be bad. In terms of the current sports state, if Philly's the best sports town relative to fans and winning, what's second? Dallas just won, obviously, with the Rangers, Arlington, Dallas area, and then obviously they have – Mavs have been off to a good start, but they've been a mess. Cowboys, obviously. Is there a second place that we're looking at? Because Boston – I mean, I'm thinking Denver. The Avs have won recently. The Nuggets won. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Yeah. The Broncos aren't great, but – You just want us to say Miami. I, I don't. That's not what I was going to say yeah. at all. I swear to God. Mm. I, that's a good That's a good one, though. Marlins, yeah. are, are, yeah, the Marlins are the ones you forget about, and they actually were They're pretty good playoffs. this year. I mean, if the Raiders weren't a dumpster fire, you could say Vegas. Yeah. With the Golden Knights and a, the Aces. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's good a good one. one. Yeah. But do we think that that's as good? Yeah, I mean, that's a good sports town. It's, it doesn't feel like it has the passion as, obviously, some of these other teams that were, were uh, towns were bringing well, they're, up. they're new. They Those just got here. <laughs> I mean, but Philly's, as much as we may hate to say it, Philly's definitively number one right now, right? Oh, without a doubt. Is anyone going to – I mean, Pat, I know this pleases you, but, I mean, is there – if you're going to be realistic as a Philly sports fan, you're agreeing with that, right? There's nobody close to you guys right now? I mean, it's pretty good in L.A. right now. Been pretty good there for quite a bit. Yeah, Lakers and Clippers, obviously. I mean, USC – Dodgers won, Rams won. USC has been relevant. Chargers are hot. Does anyone in L.A. care, though? Yes, they do. They actually do. Outside of the Lakers. Outside of the Lakers. They care about the Rams and the Chargers? No, no, no. But in general, the Rams a little bit. It feels like a home game for any team. I was about to say, do they? The Lakers. The Steelers. Steelers. It felt like a Steelers home game when I watched it. I would argue argue that L.A. cares about the Lakers, Dodgers, and USC football as much as any other sports town cares about their top three teams. I would agree. Yeah. You can go ahead and throw the Raiders in there, too. Yeah, well, I agree with that, too. Coming up. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. And boy, are there candidates today. It's Unsportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, guys, we have a few nominees for our Unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Something funny, something weird, something quirky, something that stands out to us in sports and entertainment. Here we go. First thing, Kelsey was nominated 
for People's Sexiest Man of the Year award. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't Travis. Jason Kelsey was nominated. Now, All right. he did not win. Patrick Dempsey won. But he was robbed. We have the picture up, ESPNU. He does look good. Jason was robbed here. He, he was a finalist alongside Timothy Chalamet, Lenny Kravitz, Pedro Pascal, Usher, and Jamie Foxx. He was robbed. I think he should have absolutely won this award. It's the beard. I'm convinced it's the beard. It, it's the overall essence. The essence? He's, he's not only elite at what the he does essence. for a living. The <laughs> he is funny. He is a great brother. He's a great husband, a great dad, obviously a great son. He is a great personality, a great representative of his organization. I think that Jason Kelsey absolutely should have won this and award. And he's got a little salt and pepper going on yeah. in there too, right? Not if Robert Sala gets a hold of him, he won't. <laughs> Do we think that Jason Kelsey is sexier than Travis? Is that what ma- that's what people are saying here? That they are saying that that one of the two should be a nominee, and it's not the obvious one. That there is a sexiness of the everyman nature of Jason Kelsey, the big offensive lineman. Justice for the big boys. Yeah, I like it. All right, so that's number one. Number two. So there's a part of this uh, uh, Connor Stallion story mm-hmm. with Michigan that's gotten to be amazing. So um, the Wall Street Journal had a report on Connor Stallions. I'm going to read you the big lead, had the, the clip that I'm looking for on this. So according to the Wall Street Journal, in 2022, Stallions purchased a $485,000 home near Michigan's campus in Ann Arbor. Soon after he moved in, dozens of old vacuums packed his porch. The homeowners association noticed and sued him for operating an appliance refurbishing business out of his home, which was against the HOA's bylaws. They, there's a photo of him, of his house that's been going around the internet with vacuums on his porch. Nothing's wrong with the idea of having side hustle, legal, moral, ethical. But just to add to this story, the guy that dresses up in the Central Michigan gear to spy on the sidelines, the sign stealing, is also a vacuum refurbisher? What? I'm so confused. (laughs) His passion project? (laughs) Yeah, and and then him and Blake Corum having their names on an LLC that's Uh based in Wyoming but has an address in Ann Arbor? Random as hell. Does it make sense? A lot of twists and turns in this. Is th- are they finding ways to funnel money off the books to Connor Stallion? I don't know. So Blake are, they, pa- the are they packing back. them in the bags of the vacuum? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Connor, here's what we're going to do. Order all these vacuums, and then we'll pay above market price for the vacuums. That way it's a legitimate business, and we're just paying you for a good or a service. We have the picture up on ESPN. And Blake Corum, the running back for Michigan, has denied any business dealings with Stallions. But the fact is, it's still out there, right? It's still a thing. And, I mean, this is remarkable. Again, nobody's crapping on the idea of having a side business and a hustle, legal, moral, ethical. But just adding to this story that this guy is also a, a vacuum guy. But of all side but, hustles, a yeah, vacuum? But you're using legal, moral, ethical when it comes to the business of college football. Uh, right. So that's a sports legal, moral, ethical. <laughs> I was about to say that's – like stop yourself. I, there's every, – every year – so I used to live in Palm Beach County in Florida and in Boynton Beach, Florida. And I would always go – near my house where I lived, there was a shopping center. And in the shopping center, there was a vacuum repair shop. I was like, how in 2023 can that be in business? Would you ever bring a vacuum to a vacuum repair shop? Absolutely. You would? Absolutely. Why not? 
Who else uh, is going to uh, fix your vacuum? Are yeah. vacuums that expensive where they would need to? But wow. This is, this is wow. You can get a $40, wow. get a $40, $40 vacuum. You go. Here what you go. happened to taking good care of the things you currently own rather than just throwing it I away? I agree, but it's going to cost more. One. The vacuum repair shop will cost more than buying a new vacuum. I bet you anything. I was Googling the other day an umbrella repair shop. Those are hard to find, by the way. All right, that's insane. I'm an just umbrella saying. repair shop? Yeah, you can't really find one. Let me I've tell never you. even heard of one. Yeah, I just I didn't want to have to buy a new umbrella. I'm into taking good care of the things that I do. I own. agree. And so you're anti-vacuum repair shop. Yeah, yeah I am. Unless Connor Stallions is running it, then I would go to it. Then I would break my vacuum on purpose just to interact with Connor Stallions. <laughs> Last one. So people may have caught this. Uh, we thought that it was only in our ear, but we <laughs> noticed it was uh, for everyone. When John Bukshambi was part of our ESPN phone tag earlier this hour, you can go back on the ESPN app and listen to the interview. He picked Mike Breen, voice of the NBA, next up, which is awesome, to join us here on Unsportsmanlike. There was a sound that occurred during the interview that wasn't Book, nor Smalls, nor CeCe, or myself. Let's take a listen. I feel like as an organization, they're, you know, Stay. people may not, they're, they're kind of the benchmark. Okay. Stay is what it was. You heard Boog pause, rightfully so. Yes. Again, I thought this was just in our ears, and he didn't actually pause. I thought we got cut out. Pat Costello, would you like to explain to everybody what happened during that interview? Well, I was trying to move some stuff around on our little board here and accidentally, uh, Pressed the beginning part of this. Stay off the weed! Which would have been an awkward thing to tell Bukshiambi in the middle of his answer. Yeah, so he's answering a question like on the Yankees analytics or yeah. Craig Council or managers on, in baseball, and Stephen A., a drop of Stephen A., a soundbite of Stephen A., in his ear, stay off the weed. Stay off the weed! So this is not easy. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Is it Travis Kelsey, sexiest man? Is it Connor Stallions, the vacuum refurbisher, or is it Pat Costello, Stephen A. drops in Boog's ear? Oh, it's got to be Connor Stallions, right? The vacuums? No, I'm going with people. Because You're going with people? How are you, how are you not going to give it to Jason Kelsey? I think that that was a bad move on Patrick Dempsey's part. a handsome man. When's the last Patrick a- Dempsey conversation you've had? Yeah. It's 2023. Today? Jason Kelsey has been winning over the hearts of America. Now, he, we always loved him in the sports world, but now because of his brother dating Taylor Swift, the whole country is aware of him. They're listening to his podcast. They're seeing what a, a great family man he is. I think he was robbed. I wish they actually leaned into this more and like put Andy Reid as a nominee and like <laughs> really had fun with this. Because the whole thing, the reason you put Jason Kelsey on there is because he looks like an average everyday guy. And they're trying yeah. to make he the average like every- an average guy. He doesn't? No. You think this looks like somebody There's you're going to see at the grocery store? There's nothing about that beard store? that's average. Okay, so. Nothing about that beard than, is average. No. That, that beard Dempsey. is elite. Yeah, that is an elite beard right there. I would argue you're going to find more dudes in America that look like Patrick Dempsey than look like Jason Kelsey. No, no chance. <laughs> no chance. You've had amazing takes. That is your worst take you've ever no, had, it's Smalls. Not. No, it's you not. think more people look like Patrick Dempsey than Jason Kelsey? Yeah. Are you Sir. kidding me? <laughs> I'm serious. That is the worst take you've ever had. No. Sir. It's ridiculous. Jar. No, no. Greeny coming up next. The beard is aspirational. It's we are on to Thursday. It's Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Fantastic beard. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.